Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello again. Thank you for joining me on the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. First and foremost, I wanted to say thank you to those of you who are longtime listeners or perhaps even have recently discovered my podcast. Thank you for allowing me and kind of humoring me to expand the topics here. I've um, gone from talking only about time management, home organization, uh, stuff with kids, being a mom, and I'm expanding into talking more about small businesses, but also some of the stuff that interests me because I know a lot of these things may also interest some of you out there as well. So on today's podcast uh, episode, I'm going to be talking about some travel tips. I am a travel geek. So quick trigger warning, because this apparently anytime we talk about travel or uh, exploring the world, it's it's really a trigger warning for a lot of people. So if you are one of those people that get triggered, by all means, don't listen to this episode. Um, I do understand deeply what a privilege it is to be able to travel, but I also work really, really, really hard for that privilege. And I am pretty unapologetic about it, to be quite honest, but also at the same time, in eternally grateful for the opportunities that I've had to travel this world. I was somebody that came from absolutely nothing. And I realized early on in my life, in fact, it was the summer that I turned 18. And I worked two jobs. I didn't, I didn't live at home, guys. Like I didn't, I as a teen, went from family member to family member. So very blessed to have a loving, extended family who took us in, um, my my siblings and I, but I didn't come from money. I didn't, I didn't come from anything. And what I discovered in the summer that I turned 18 is I had this freedom, right? So I worked two jobs. Um, I pretty much worked two jobs throughout my entire senior year and continued that after I graduated high school. And I had the opportunity to go on a couple of cool trips. I paid for them 100% on my own, even at the age of 18. I had flown up to Seattle and um, discovered Seattle. And then I went on a trip with a friend to Utah and discovered Salt Lake City and that whole area and was able to explore. So The promise that I made to myself when I was 18 was to see one new place that I had never seen before every year of my life. Guys, that I'm going on 30 years. So that I graduated 29 years ago. Do the math. I'm 47. Um, But I'm coming up on my 30th year. And I, that is one promise that I have held on to. I became a young parent. I've raised three children, still raising my third. 
My children have had the opportunity to travel with me from time to time. Part of that was being a military family. My ex-husband was military, and we lived in some really cool places. We lived in Guam, Hawaii, Southern California twice, Illinois. Uh, where else did we live? Oh, up in near um, in the Pacific Northwest. So I have taken my children because I, I, again, had that promise to myself when I was 18 that I would try to explore as much of this beautiful planet as I possibly could. So again, unapologetic about it. But I would really love to connect with some of my fellow wanderlusters out there. I love sharing tips. When other people are on their phone looking at, you know, playing games or whatever, I am researching places that I have yet to visit. And I I have had the privilege of visiting a lot. So I'm going to talk about some of those um, places and what I've learned as a world traveler. I've been to, oh gosh, I think I've been to 48 states. I think I'm still, I'm, I know we're doing Alaska when my youngest graduates. So I, I've yet to see Alaska. It actually, I've been to them all except for Minnesota and Iowa. So Iowa, Minnesota, and Alaska. Technically, I feel like I went to Minnesota, but it was on a layover. And my brother-in-law and I have this running joke that he's like, doesn't count, doesn't count. And he's right. It doesn't really count. So I need to, at some point, make a trip to the beautiful states of Iowa, Minnesota, and Alaska. So in this episode, I'm going to just kind of share some of my favorite apps, what I've learned, what I like with some of them, and even some things that I don't care about and I don't really find super useful. But I, these are all apps I have my, on my phone and I kind of go through and I'm always researching, always researching someplace new to travel and to explore. And my all-time favorite thing that I see of my friends posting on social media are their own trips. So I I love it. I'm, I'm absolutely, my besides my family, favorite thing absolutely in my life is to travel. If I could do it all the time, I certainly would. So I'm going to give you the the profile of the type of traveler that I currently am at this moment in my life. Number one, I'm always short on time. So I'm still a mom raising a young child. My husband and I still work full time. Um, and so time is always of the essence. I'm always, always quite aware of the time. And so that being said, I do like some convenience when I travel. I don't I don't want to have to I like adventure, but I you know what, if I can pay a few extra bucks to skip a line, I'm paying it. Um I love off the beaten path. Funny story, one time we were walking out of a restaurant in Nuremberg, Germany. So we had we're traveling all through Germany on a car ride, and uh, my we had the kids with us. We had my my daughter, my youngest, and my husband, and our um, friend who was from Switzerland was traveling with us. And so we were walking out of the restaurant, and he, this gentleman, stopped me. He's like, "Whoa, Americans!" And so we're like, "Oh!" And he's like, "Usually Americans, this isn't a, a town you find fellow Americans in." And so we kind of chit-chatted for a minute and stuff, but I love that. I love when we travel. There's been other places, um, uh, 
Sweden. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank on the name in Sweden right now, but it was funny when we went through customs, the guy asked us, why, why are you here? <laughs> Love it. Love explaining it. The same thing happened in North Berwick, Scotland when we were there in and in, at a bird sanctuary. We had taken a trip to go see um, some birds and in the gift shop, we're buying a little trinket and the lady was like, oh my gosh, we never get Americans in here. So I, I kind of love that because it, it just, to me, it feels like a really great way to connect. It's definitely something that I've been very passionate about exposing my children to are people of different cultures. I want them to be really aware of this world, this beautiful world that we live in. So definitely kind of like off the beaten path, different things. Um, oh, I also have an example. This was really interesting. This happened on our trip. We were going through um, Berlin. So we'd stayed in Berlin for a few days. And again, our friend who was from Switzerland had joined us in Berlin. And so she spoke German. So we definitely had that as an advantage, but she wanted to really show us some unique places again that were off the beaten path. And I'm can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this part of Berlin, but it's spelled like wedding. Um, and so she took us there for a Dorner, D-O-R-N-E-R, like a, and it's this amazing sandwich. And again, to be respectful to the culture, I'm not going to try to remember exactly what it is, but I want to say Turkish and it's amazing. It was incredible, but we definitely in this area stood out as Americans. We had to be very self-aware. And again, I had my children with me and my husband of course was there too. But again, I love those types of experiences. I love being kind of the oddball. I love being the minority. I love just sort of joining in and especially being welcomed in and just learning and sort of immersing myself in someone else's culture and again, kind of off the beaten path. So that was a really, really cool experience. Um, I love getting a local guide. Um, I've two times that we've traveled where it was pretty commonplace to hire like a, a local guide that would spend the entire day with you. One of them was in Bali. And <clears throat> this is when I lived in Guam. We were stationed in Guam. So I had taken a girl's trip to Bali. And I remember our guide, his nickname was OK. And such an amazing man and uh, took us to so many of the really cool places again that were kind of off the beaten path. And I had like a really fun, adventurous group of women that I was traveling with at the time. And so really, really neat experience. I mean, it, it's sad to say, but I think there was a group of six or eight of us and we each paid him, I, I don't know, it was less than $20 a day. I think we all kind of rounded it up to 20 and it was like for one day that was more than his week's wages. So we were very happy to to be able to um, employ him and learn about his culture from his perspective and also give him an opportunity to make more money than he would make in a week's time. So that was kind of a cool thing. And again, I know I'm being, I'm trying to tread lightly here. I know what type of world we live in right now where you have to, you know, anything I say is going to offend somebody. So it's okay. I, I'm okay with that. 
Um, but we also had this experience. We went to Panama. I've always wanted to see the Panama Canal. And so we made that happen a few years ago. And this was just the trip my husband and I took with my brother and his girlfriend. And that was really cool. We, um, My brother actually had a timeshare. And so we utilized that. But the hotel um, had drivers, again, that tour guides that we could hire for the day. And I also like... While we're doing that, when it comes time to eating, I'm like, hey, take us to your favorite restaurant and then come have a meal with us and tell us about your life here and and tell us about your your culture and what should we order off the menu? What should we try? So again, I like to be pretty adventurous. So I like to eat where the locals eat and I'm all about the experience. I will just dive in and I will just envelop myself in that experience. So again, kind of a profile of who I am as a traveler. So you kind of get to know, I have a lot of experience traveling, obviously. So I I feel like I've tried every app. Um, I've stayed, I've traveled high to low. I've, I'm always kind of looking for a deal as is everybody. And, um, but yeah, definitely love to really kind of immerse myself into the culture, um, and really try to get to know as much. And again, it's been vitally important to me as a parent to introduce this to my children and also let them know what a privilege it is, but that we should, it's something that's also something I feel like everybody should do. It doesn't matter if you live in America, but I have a lot of friends that live in throughout Europe. It's something that they also feel is very important to introduce to their children. One of the things we've been a host family for a a couple of foreign exchange students. And so definitely we've connected with a lot of families who share these same values um, that we do. So Let's start off with some of my favorite planning apps. Okay, so right now, huge fan of Delta. I have, Delta's actually replaced Southwest for me. Um, I, basically what I do is I join any kind of program. So if something has like a loyalty program, rewards program, I even do this for the grocery store. But I always join their program and just start earning points right away, whether it be a hotel, a travel app, an airline. So for years and years, it was Southwest. So Southwest was my number one. But and part of the reason that Delta has kind of replaced Southwest is because we've moved across the country. And so Atlanta, which is the world's busiest airport, is Southwest's hub. So it's pretty easy to get around just about anywhere we need to through um, the hub of Atlanta. So what my husband and I decided to do, and, and I may sound a little hypocritical because uh, I have I have promoted Dave Ramsey's programs. I really do love his programs. But my husband and I have two cr- travel credit cards. We always have an airline and we always have a hotel travel credit card. And I am telling you, I mean, we don't carry balances on these. We pay these balances off. And <laughs> you have to learn that early on um, to pay those balances off. So we don't carry a balance, but we use the credit cards for everyday groceries, gas, et cetera, et cetera. And whatever bills I can pay, like this morning went on, paid some bills, and then I'll go in and then just pay that amount off on the card immediately. But my my husband and I have actually gained quite a few points with this. And my husband actually does quite a bit of travel with his new 
job. And so he's already reached status um, for Delta. So the credit card is actually pretty awesome. And sometimes when you do have these and you join the loyalty programs, you reach status and or you have the credit card, there are some perks that can kind of save you some money. One of them being are the um, bag fees. So a lot of times you can waive those bag fees if you have those cards. But what I like about the Delta app is that number one, it's all in one. So I walk into the airport, I scan the QR code, up prints my my travel tickets. I always like to have a paper copy of my boarding passes because I have run into issues. Thank you, Southwest, um, about my uh, app um, travel app not working to board the flight. And so I always like to pull out, oh, okay, if that's not working, here's my paper boarding passes. So I always print out paper boarding passes, just have them handy in case the app isn't working. But on the Delta app, I really like, I mean, they're on it when it comes to this. They will track your bags. So once you check your bags, you get a notification that your bags have been loaded onto the plane, which is usually around the same time that you're boarding. And if you have a connection, it will let you know that your bags did make the next connection. So I'm knocking on wood here. We've had great luck with that. <laughs> so no lost bags as of yet with that. So the um, tracking bags feature is freaking amazing. I also like that everything's on the gate. So as soon as I land, I can peek and at the app, you know, turn the airplane mode off and take a look and see what gate that I'm headed to. So I travel pretty frequently. There's certain airports I know pretty well. So I know, dang, I'm going to have to, you know, jump on something and go to the next terminal. So I kind of get to know and I kind of like to know that information before I even get off the plane. So Delta does a phenomenal job with their app. I absolutely love it. The next app that I love is the Hilton. So we actually joined as Hilton members years and years and years ago. But I but we didn't really start using this uh, Hilton Hotels until more recently because, I mean, I was always looking for a deal. We had kids. I, you know, Hilton's not always the cheapest. So I would use a lot of the different apps to find a better deal in a hotel. But of as of recently, the past few years, it actually sparked when we moved across country. We had to stay in hotels. And what I liked is that I could just book pretty easily. And there was, this is a big chain of hotels. So if I knew we were staying the night in Oklahoma City, that's how far we were going to make it for the day. I could that morning cert, do a search for hotels in that area, book something, and you know that's maybe right off the freeway, whatever, close to restaurants, gas stations. And we actually hit um, pretty high status. We got to their diamond status. And um, last year, just from all of the moving and all of the um, hotels that we had to stay in while moving across country. But what I also like on the Hilton app is that it has a digital key. So this comes in really handy. Again, last year when we moved, we had our dog with us. That's the other thing. We could choose pet-friendly hotels. And um, when we got to the hotel, our dog has massive anxiety. He just has issues. He's the sweetest baby, but he thinks he's, he's constantly in protection mode. 
And he's also a pit bull, so he intimidates people. But he's a sweet baby, so he's just always, he doesn't know if he's supposed to be, like, barking at people or loving on them. He He's, like, con- constant when it's new people he's around. He has no idea what his job is, so we have to constantly remind him. So you can imagine taking him into a hotel is a little interesting. So what I liked about the Hilton app is that when it's time to check in, a lot of the properties allowed me to choose our room. So we would choose our room closest to the, on the first floor, closest to the exit door. So that way we're just minimizing having to take Dodo Bird on a, on a, you know, up and down the stairs or in an elevator or anything like that. Again, we know his breed intimidates people. So we needed something that just had easy access out the door. So I really had a lot of control on where, not only where we stayed in our stopovers, but also where I could choose my room. And so in the app also has a feature for most properties, not all, called Digital Key. So you don't even have to step by the front desk. You have a credit card on file. You choose your room. When that room's ready, you get sent a text message that your digital key is ready, and then you can access your room. So absolutely love that for convenience. Now, we do, again, travel off the beaten path quite a bit. And I have to say my favorite app for finding places to stay off the beaten path is Expedia hands down. And I think there's now starting to do some type of a rewards program as well. But my husband, his mother is from England. And so she has a lovely sister, um, Aunt Chris, that we visit in Minehead, England. And it is on, it's on the, the uh, west coast of England. And so we, Minehead is, I mean, it's a tiny town. And so when we travel there, it's it's a jaunt. I mean, it's a jaunt from London. And so we'll run a car, we'll make our way out there, but there aren't the chains out there and there aren't the closest city I think is Bristol. Um but it's still Bristol's a ways away. And if you've ever traveled through England, there's a lot of roundabouts and it might say like 120 miles to your destination, but that's like a 4-hour drive, or especially for us my husband and I, who are very conscientious and drive very slow because it makes us nervous. So I always like that we can find those off the beaten path hotels. And so when we did our, um, we went to go visit Aunt Chris and Aunt Doreen. Doreen and Chris live together. Doreen, um, they, we were able to find something through Expedia, a really lovely little seaside hotel that was above a bar. And so when you checked in, you had to go to, or excuse me, a pub, forgive me, above a pub. And so when you checked in, you had to go to the bartender in the pub. What is it? A pub tender? I don't know what they're called. Anyway, the, the person standing behind the bar in the pub to get your room key and check in. So you checked in with the bartender. And then there wasn't an elevator, so we kind of trudged our bags up one flight of stairs and super cool, super comfortable, old. I mean, probably, I mean, it it just reminded me of, of like old pirate stays and it was right there on the seashore in Minehead. So you can find some really lovely places like that. Again, if you're an off the beaten path kind of traveler on Expedia. And I really, um, like about Expedia is that there is some accountability, We've, again, traveled quite a bit. I've used some other 
travel apps and there isn't accountability when you do get to a place and it's a disaster and we've had that as well. Uh, we traveled through um, Hamburg and our bed when we got into the room, first of all, The lock was broken on our hotel door. They could care less. So we pretty much just had to prop stuff up against the door so we could sleep at night. No AC. They had left the windows open and our beds were completely covered with gnats. And the hotel could care less. And so the the app that I had had, I contacted the app that I had actually booked the hotel through. They could care less. So I will say Expedia does seem to care. I feel like there is some accountability when it comes to encountering a disaster. But I'll be honest, again, knock on wood, I haven't actually encountered anything terrible through Expedia. The other thing I love about Expedia is that you can say, hey, look, we're thinking of going to this place and they have a fare watcher. So you can put in your destination city and arrival city, or excuse me, that's the same thing, your departing city and arrival city and kind of let Expedia know, hey, we're thinking of going around this time, and it'll kind of give you, it'll watch the airfare for you. And it will let you know, hey, airfare is increasing. So if it's something you're like, hey, we really want to do this, we should probably get on book. Or if it's decreasing, you can watch it, you get on and book as well. So I really like that feature on Expedia. And there's also a price comparison um, feature on here, especially like rental cars that really comes in handy, but also of course, hotels, airfare, all of that. You can really kind of see, um, compare different, um, places. But lastly, as far as the planning, excuse me, goodness, I'm choking here. Hotwire. I love hotwire. I rent most of our cars on hotwire. I don't know exactly why. I mean, I will also, I've, I've rented them on Expedia. I've rented them through the airlines. But Hotwire, I've just always had such an awesome experience renting, doing our rental cars through. So I've used Hotwire for a lot of different rental cars. I haven't, I haven't loved Hotwire for some other stuff, but the rental cars, never a problem. Always a great experience. So tours. Some, so, okay, again, off the beaten path, right? But occasionally, <clears throat> when we do get to a destination, we want to go explore something. And yes, I'm totally cool. I'm down with renting a car, getting in. I've, I've done this in many places and just driving and exploring. And sometimes I just want it done for me. So I I have, when I, I was in my early 20s, I did do the travel tours where you have the, you pay the tour company and they take you and you spend a few hours. Um, not my cup of tea. Um, I'm not really interested in doing any kind of cruises unless, unless it's like a ferry. I like ferries. Um, we've taken some ferries where you have a room and, but it's not fancy. Nothing is really that fancy, but usually there's, the food's pretty good. There's like a bar on board and I'd rather do a ferry than a cruise. So, so just so you know, again, what type of traveler I am, but for instance, when we went to my husband and I did Ireland, so we did Dublin, he had never been, I'd been once before And we both were like, hey, 
we should go up to Northern Ireland, but being very aware and conscientious that there's still a lot of tension. There's a lot of political unrest in between the two countries. We were just very aware and we're like, you know what, let's, let's just do it with a tour company. And sure enough, we were very introduced to some of the, the tensions there, even taking the tour and, but had an amazing and incredible experience going up to Belfast. And then we went to the very tip top of Ireland on the coast where we could actually see Scotland across the way. It's where the game, there's like Game of Thrones. I I was not a huge Game of, game of Thrones fan. We started it. I didn't finish it, but apparently they took us to this castle looking thing where the Game of Thrones was filmed. And so that was a really cool experience as far as that. But also I felt like we, I I felt actually really comfortable doing a tour because again, just being very respectful of the different things. You don't want to walk into some different countries or cultures um, ignorant about things. So it's just something you want to be very aware of and very respectful of the people that live there. So sometimes I think a tour is a really good option. So when it comes to tours right now, I'm all about get your guide. So this is something I found from one of the YouTubers that I watch um, who travels a lot. So I have some upcoming tours on some of our upcoming trips booked through get your guide. Really loving it. I feel like there's some really cool, uh, cool, unique ones. My husband and I are going to do a trip where we're going to do Barcelona, but my husband wants to go to Andorra. I'll be honest, I had never even heard of Andorra. So I was like, well, do you want to run a car? What do you want to do? And so he's like, no, just find a trip. We'll, we'll do like a little day trip up to Andorra. So that way he can check that off his bucket list and say that he's been to Andorra. But get your guide another app in that app store. Super awesome. Remember when I said I'm loving, I'm totally cool with skipping a queue. Well, you can do that on get your guide too. You can choose some tours where you skip the queue. Cause again, sometimes you're in a city, maybe two, three days max. And sometimes those queues or lines are quite long. Sometimes you'll find yourself for a, a very famous attraction, three to four hours in line. So to me, it's worth it to pay to skip that queue, skip the line. But I really love my city pass. And I've actually used my city pass in the US. We went to Chicago. We used this. We only had a few days in Chicago. We saw a lot of stuff. I mean, we just went from like place to place to place. Everything that we could that would just kind of skip the line, skip the queue and for city pass. So we paid it for the whole family and we had a friend with us at the time and we went through and we really felt like we got to see quite a bit with the my city pass. I've also done this for London. Um, London, it's really great. And you have a lot of different options with My City Pass. Sometimes you can add the hop on, hop off bus. So, which I haven't actually done. We, again, this is about experience. It's, this is about educating ourselves, educating our children. So instead of doing hop on, hop off buses, we usually take public transportation. So we're taking the city buses, city transit subways, metro systems, all of that. So that again, we can all learn and teach ourselves and 
you know, be those annoying Americans that are like, mind the gap when we get back. But um, TripAdvisor, that app, I know, very well-known app. It's actually a really great place I've found to research. I feel like there's some fellow travel geeks in there that like to really dive in deep. And so again, even if it's sort of off the beaten path, I have found a lot of great information in there that have helped me like, huh, navigate. Like, I have this idea. What if we were to go from here to here? How would how do we make that work? Is that smart? How should we do it? And I have found that on TripAdvisor, I feel like there's always someone who has done that thing, whatever it is, before me. And so it's been a great way to sort of even start some research and get some great tips on what to do. Okay, getting around. So as you can tell, I love travel, definitely travel to different countries. Wish (laughs) that I spoke, spoke more languages than I do. I went through like five years of Spanish in school. I'm half Hispanic. Spanish is my grandmother's first language. I can kind of understand it. Maybe after a few margaritas, some Spanish thing, a little bit more Spanish. I'm a little bit more comfortable with it, but I don't know any other languages. So Google Translate is phenomenal. I mean, again, even we've hosted foreign exchange students in our home. And when they first get here, bless their hearts, it is overwhelming. And they're usually very proficient in English. But imagine being a kid flying across the world, moving in with total strangers, and then all of a sudden you're like, and I'm supposed to speak English too? So when we would host students, we would always say like, hey, look, we have Google Translate. If you're struggling, if you're just like having brain fog right now, totally normal, totally acceptable, let's just use Google Translate um, to get through. And sometimes we do that for the first few days. They're not supposed to do it long term. That's part of the condition of their of their program. But certainly when, again, we're totally understanding of when they travel and they're just like, what? I imagine that's what it's going to be when I do do uh, Spain is that I'm going to be like, huh? But I will notice when we went to other Spanish-speaking countries like Panama, after a day or so, I was like a little, I found a little bit more confidence to be able to order in Spanish and use it a little bit more. But Google Translate, phenomenal, easy to use. I feel like it's pretty worldwide. Um, It's free. That's also helpful. I have signed up for Babbel. (laughs) I'm supposed to be taking the lessons. I told my husband, oh, wait, when um, I'm going to sign up for Babbel, I did the lessons for like 10 days. And I don't think I've looked at the app since I keep getting the push notifications like, hey, you're ready for another lesson? It feels a little too, it just like reminds me of seventh grade Spanish class. And um, so we'll see how that goes. But getting around, definitely two tools that are really great to to kind of get to know the language and, and help you. But if you're at the airport and you have those flight delays, the my favorite thing to do is to use flight aware. And this will actually track your flights. So we had this on a recent trip. We were flying out of, um, uh, up to go see a soccer game. My husband's a big English soccer fan. So we were just going for a weekend up to Philadelphia, arrived at the airport and 
delay, delay, delay. No notice. You weren't even allowed to ask anybody. They just were very like, we don't know. We don't know. So I go on flight aware and we made our way over to a restaurant. We ordered a few drinks, ordered some lunch because we knew we were going to be there for quite some time because I was checking the flight aware so I could actually track our plane. So I knew where our plane was coming from. Obviously, also checking with the airline too to make sure because airlines, yes, do switch planes up at the last minute. But I knew pretty much like when our flight was about an hour out, I was like, all right, let's pay our bill. Let's go to the restroom. Everyone start making their way down to the gate. But I really like flight aware. And I'm also, (laughs) when my family travels on flights, especially my kids, I like to watch them. I like to track their flights. I'm a weirdo. I totally get it. Um, But as far as driving, really, quite honestly, I have an iPhone. Apple Maps has not let us down in the driving. I've tried ways. I've had good and bad, but we had one not awesome experience um, with it. And so we were in it. We were in a blizzard. So this we had gone up to Montana, Wyoming, Montana, driving from um, Grand Teton, right outside of Grand Teton. I am completely drawing a blank. And back up to Montana, um, snow was coming in. We were trying to beat the blizzard. Comes in pretty fast up there. And um, and so Apple iPhones was the one that kind of got us through and navigated. We had tried some others and it was taking us down like old state routes and it was trying to keep us off the freeways. And I know you can change your settings, but we we're having some issues. So we just stuck with Apple Maps and it got us to where we needed to back to Bozeman quite safely. Um, I <laughs> am, have no sense of direction, no sense of direction whatsoever. And so obviously when we travel with a lot of friends, we travel with a lot of families uh, or family members. So usually we, if someone's taking a trip with us, everyone's kind of relying on me. I'm like the, the, the tour director of the trip. But I always tell everybody, when we get there, I am not leading the way. I, even with a map, I struggle (laughs) walking. But I will say Google Maps is a little bit better than any other map I've used for walking directions. And Apple Maps, I don't know. I always feel like Apple Maps reroutes, reroutes. And with me not having a great sense of direction, it stresses me out. So generally, I'll tell our group like, hey, guys, I'm not leading the way. Somebody else needs to type in the address in their phone and lead the way because it is not me. But Google Maps, for the most part, for walking directions has not let me down. All right. So moving on to off the beaten path, um, two apps I really like, All Trails. So the way we kind of like to travel is I like to have a few things booked. I don't want to be Clark Griswold and have every minute mapped out, but I definitely want to leave some time for exploring or kind of feeling the vibe or what if the weather is not awesome? What else could we do? And I really like all trails because it is pretty much comprised of information from other travelers, people who know the area. There's walking trails. There's a lot of different things in this app. So if you want to say, for instance, do a hike, it really goes into great detail on different things. But what I also like about it is that you can find hikes that are not 
necessarily like in the travel books or people on the other more popular apps are talking about. So you can, again, find little things that are sort of off the beaten path that you would have never discovered otherwise. I also like Airbnb, and I'll get to the Airbnb app in just a second. But what I do like about the Airbnb app right now are Airbnb experiences. And so a lot of times these are done by locals or generally not tour companies. So if you want to employ a local, again, something I really love. I A lot of times because it's someone who actually lives there and knows the area and you just get a, such a different perspective than a tour company that's sort of guiding you through the shops and the the restaurants that they have contracts with to to make money i i sometimes get a little i kind of bristle at that a little bit so i really do and i know some of the small operators do the same thing but i don't know i just i'm actually okay with that i'm like i i probably my love for small business and entrepreneurship but airbnb if you are traveling to a place and you just want to kind of see hmm what could we do that's kind of fun unique sometimes you can book like walking tours, cooking classes, all different types of stuff through the Airbnb experiences. All right, so some honorable mentions. I mean, I'm kind of like, sometimes I'm on the fence with some of these, but Southwest Airlines, oh I've, gosh, I was a huge fan for you. I mean, pretty much most of my adult life loved Southwest Airlines. I don't, something's happening. And they're even taking away a lot of early bird. So I am, again, totally fine upgrading and experience paying a little bit extra to just make life a little bit easier on myself when I travel. And so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Still a fan, still fly them. Um, Have had some, they once upon a time, here's what I loved about them. They were truly friendly. Everyone that you encountered really loved their job. It was fun. Like if there was a flight delay, in the terminal, they would do a paper airplane contest or silly stuff or fun stuff. The, I have to say, for probably the past 18 months, every time I have flown them, I have encountered some of the most unkind and experiences from people. That And the last one that I had was unbelievable. Actually, I had to write the company. So I don't know what's going on. What happened to those fun people that work there? Like, I get it. It's not the flight delays. I'm not like a big complainer or anything. I'm pretty chill, especially if I'm traveling. But I I don't understand. There's something in my experience that's kind of shifted there. But still, still a big fan. I love Southwest Airlines overall. I think they're a great company. Um, Everyone's been talking about TripIt. T-R-I-P-I-T. It's as a, a app. I cannot get on the darn app. I cannot get on it. It keeps asking me where my departure city or something, my home city is from. It doesn't recognize any city that I type in. I've tried where I actually live. I've tried my the city I normally fly out of. I've tried Chicago, New York, London. I've tried like major cities. It doesn't recognize any. And so for the past few weeks, I have been trying to get into the app and there's something going on, but it requires a city. And I do have the app on my phone just because a lot of people are talking about it. Um, For whatever reason, it's not working for me. So if somebody knows the trick, certainly let me know. And um, but yeah, that's supposed to be kind of the new one. All right. And Airbnb, once a huge fan of, but 
it's gotten bloody expensive lately. I don't, and I get it. And I know like a lot of it is, you know, I know it's a complex thing. It sometimes it can, sometimes the short-term rental markets can cause a housing shortage. I'm in real estate. I completely understand that aspect of the market. Um, they're, they're being regulated by, by governments, um, neighborhoods. It's a really complex market. So I get it. And I certainly know, I've known a lot of people that own short-term rentals. I, there's definitely kind of a shift. Um, I kind of liked the old school. You stay in someone's house, they give you a list of chores to do before you leave. And then you do your chores. And I would always be proud of like my great reviews as an Airbnb guest. And um again, had some really stayed in some really cool places. It's great for families or it was, but what something, a shift happened. So now there's a lot of fees and still a lot of rules. I kind of feel like if you are doing this, you shouldn't have a million rules. I get it. People can be jerks, but not everyone is. And I think that it it, it got has gotten to the point where I'm like, it's not vacation for me. I mean, I'm like the mom. So I'm the one doing the grocery shopping. I'm the one doing the cooking, doing the cleaning. And I feel like I'm just leaving these experiences, yelling at my family. And by the time we get in the car to go to the next place, I'm like super wiped out and exhausted because that wasn't really vacation for me. I was making sure that like all of these little things were done before we left so that it wouldn't hurt my my profile as an Airbnb guest. It just got it wasn't didn't feel like vacation anymore. So we've recently been opting out of the Airbnb experience, but again, I have a lot of um people that I know that own short-term rentals and I hope you all figured out. I hope they find some kind of a balance when it comes to that cuz I know they're they're tricky. They're complex. There's a lot of things going on with them, but it is a great way. Oh, can I also say, here's the thing. I refuse to share Airbnbs with friends again. They're So they're expensive, right? So we have the, I have like three experiences of mine where we went in on an Airbnb with friends. I'm because I'm not super high maintenance. I get the crappy room. I get the bunk bedroom or I get the pullout couch or I get the bed in like a kid's room that's hard as a rock. And I paid the same amount of money. I'm doing the same amount of work. And so I've kind of had this thing with my friends. I'm like, I'm not staying in Airbnbs with any of you. You guys get the luxurious master bedrooms with the ensuite bathrooms and and beautiful, luxurious accommodations. And I get like stuck in the garage on the sleeper sofa. Like, thanks, but no thanks. I'll stay in a hotel. And at least I have some privacy and I don't have to make my bed. So anyway, um, in a nutshell, those are some of the different things that I use. I have these as apps on my phone. I'm always looking and to learn more. So if you have a favorite app I would love for you to share. A great place to share is the One Organized Mama Facebook group. It's member only. Um, if you're interested, I would love for you to tap on the Buy Me a Coffee link to join. You guys can just scroll the Buy Me a Coffee link. You can just join. If you want to join as a member, there's that option. But there's also 
an option just to follow. So you can just kind of check it out and see because I'll post stuff in there. So if you are a member, I will be posting like a checklist of some of these. So keep an eye out for that over the next week or so. It's in the files section of the Facebook group, along with a lot of other PDFs and just something, you know, if you want to print out and you want some notes on this or some tips to help you on your next trip. But I super appreciate you guys listening and hoping that I have inspired you to maybe take a trip off the beaten path. Um, It's okay to have those goals for yourself, those not break those promises like I'm going to see one new place every year. And don't let anyone shame you into thinking that you shouldn't be proud of something like that as an accomplishment. So thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next time on the One Organized Mama podcast.